from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions. It's the Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. Ken Coleman, Ramsey personality, host of the Ken Coleman Show, author of the number one best-selling book, From Paycheck to Purpose, is my co-host today. Thank you for joining us. Open phones at 888-825-5225. You jump in. We'll talk about your life and your money. George is in New York City to start off this hour. Hi, George. How are you? Hey, George. How are you, Dave? Better than we deserve, George. How can we help? Uh, Yeah, I was curious if you could help me with with one thing. So I grew up in a situation where my family didn't have much financial legal room, and now I'm in a place where I can spend a bit more than I used to be able to I live in New York City, like you said. I work in finance. I'm single. Um, and as it stands, I max out my 401k each year and have a fair amount of savings. Um, I, I guess it's just that every time I, I think about spending money on myself, there's this overwhelming feeling of guilt that I get. And I don't know if this is something that's common that a lot of people feel, but uh, yeah, I was curious if you could help me ration my way out of it, or maybe if you could tell me that if it's, if it's a rational feeling. It's so common that it's almost everyone in your situation. Mm-hmm. Wow. So okay. it's very rational. Uh, is guilt the right word or uh, fear? Are you you feel bad towards like you hurt someone else or what? That's a great question. I think it is more fear actually because I think that the feeling is more related to. You I, fe- I feel like I'm irresponsible. Am I being irresponsible if I spend this? Yes, exactly. And okay. it, it's it's a feeling of like, do I do I know that like the the current situation can last forever? Yeah. And if I yeah. have spent this and then something turns like that, that would be yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. That is universal uh, by people who move from not having money to having money. Um, I certainly have experienced it. I mean, Ken, you and Stacy, Stacy oh, and, yeah. and Sharon, his wife, my wife, are good friends. We've all talked about this on trips we've been together. Like we're yeah. sitting in some trip and we're like, how can we believe we're actually in this place? We're sitting here together having this meal. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Give us an Definitely. example. Give us an example of something because I, I want to walk you through that emotion. Give us an example where you felt this. You wanted to buy it or you did buy it. And then you had a negative feeling afterwards or in the process of getting it. Yeah, um, actually, so it's it's a pretty uh, like current example because I just came back from a trip to Portugal, and I was there for two weeks, and it was a pretty incredible trip. Um, I got to spend a lot of time like in you know some of the big cities I've been wanting to visit, and also just the outdoors. But I guess did you the, go to Lisbon? I did go to Lisbon. It's and fabulous, then, uh, isn't it? Did you go yeah, up the Did you go up the Douro Valley? I did. I did. It's the war, uh, I mean, that's the home of port, boys and girls. That's about as good a port as you'll get because uh, that's the only place it's from. Wow, I'm wow. thirsty. I'm thirsty all of a sudden. Man, that's a great trip. I've done that. Wonderful trip. Did you pay cash for it? Uh, yeah, I did. How much was the trip? Um, Portugal's pretty cheap, but the flights were expensive. I think all in, I probably spent three to four thousand dollars. How much money do you make? Um, in a year, last year I made four hundred k. <laughs> um, and and how much do you have in savings? Um, last year was my first year getting a paycheck like that. And so I have 140 K in savings. And how old and are you? I'm 26. Way to go, George. Yeah. George Way to go. What do you, you do for a living? Yeah. <laughs> I work on wall street. I'm so proud of you. Yeah. Way to go stud. So one quick question, George, did you earn that trip? Um, did you I earn $400,000? So. I mean, yes or no. Did you earn the right? Did you earn that trip? Did you work? 
I, I did. Did you yeah. steal the money? <laughs> I did not do that. Okay, that's the point. <laughs> yeah. you, did, you Listen, you're in great financial shape, and you worked hard, and you were frugal. And you didn't spend 30000 on the trip. You spent three to $4,000. you are single. 1%. Man, listen. This is, I, I tell you what I think this is, too. Like I think somebody is, making 30000 and spending 300 bucks. Yeah. This is the family you came from, the environment. I think you were over there, and you're like, I can't believe I'm here and I feel a little guilty that I've earned this right to get here, and maybe some of my family members didn't. I mean, there's some of that, too. That's why right. you use the word guilt. Is that true? That That is exactly what it was. I think, like, it's comparison, stuff, I, yeah, I felt negative comparison. Guilty, like, eating food and, 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 you know, experiencing whatever I was doing and thinking, like, oh, my parents never got to experience this, but I'm getting to do this right now. And I guess there was a feeling of, like, oh, should my parents be here? Or, like, should this be like a... Eventually. Take them on a trip in one day. Thank them for it. But you don't have to, like, walk around with this guilt that that you're standing on their shoulders, and you are. And I love that spirit to know that your mom and dad made sacrifices. They're proud of you. They're proud that you're doing this. So let me uh, me give you, to answer your question in a macro way, number one, Ken and I are saying you have permission. You did a great thing. You should have done that. You should have. If you had called us, we would have said take the trip. Okay? Absolutely. And there's a couple of ways that I can make that decision in my current life and feel no shame, regret, guilt, fear, irresponsible vibes. Okay? Number one, there are three things you can do with money. You can invest it, you can enjoy it, and you can give it with generosity. You should always be doing all three things with your money. Mm-hmm. You should always have built-in systemic generosity and random generosity. You should, in other words, large tips um, is an example of wonderful generosity. Okay, um, you you know, just walk up and pay for somebody's gas at the gas pump randomly. That's little ones, right? Or and big ones too. You make four hundred freaking thousand dollars. Let's do some generosity. All right, let's do some investing. You've already saved $140,000. You've only made four hundred in one year. That's a good savings rate. Well done. You're doing really good, by the way. Mm. At 26, you're mature emotionally beyond your years because one definition of maturity is the ability to delay pleasure. Immature people don't even ask the freaking question that you're mm-hmm. asking. Okay? So this is incredible. Very, very well done, sir. Proud of you. So you should always enjoy your money if you are being systemically and randomly generous and you are investing systematically as well then when you choose to enjoy a percentage of your money you can do that easily without any negative vibes or negative emotions especially if you do one last thing and i always put it to the burn the money in the middle of the floor test okay if i'm getting ready to do something that feels opulent or feels wacky compared to my childhood, or feels like something my parents would have never been able to do or my friends maybe can't do, if I ask myself, is it okay if I do that? Is God going to be mad at me for this level of enjoyment of this money? I ask myself, if I take that amount of money and put it in the middle of the floor and light it on fire, is my life going to change? If it's enough money that my life would change, that tells me I've got too much going into this crap. But three thousand bucks out of four hundred, you wouldn't have even noticed it. You passes the burn the money in the floor test too, mm-hmm. so that's how we know that you're more than okay here, dude. If you were overspending and acting like you were in Congress, 
we'd have been all up in your game. Don't worry about it. Yeah. We'd tell you. Yeah. We love you enough to tell you the truth. But the truth also is, if you got your generosity game going, your investing game going, also have your enjoyment game going. These are the only good things that you can do with money, and you ought to do them all. This is The Ramsey Show. You've been gazelle intense. You've eaten more beans and rice than you knew existed. And now you're ready to make your biggest investment better. Blinds.com is a great way to dress up a room or your entire home. Whether you like do-it-yourself projects or you don't even know what a Phillips head screwdriver is, trust Blinds.com to take care of you like Ramsey would. You can do the measuring and installation yourself or let Blinds.com's professionals handle everything for you. Blinds.com offers a completely hassle-free experience. Count on them to deliver stylish window treatments from premium brands without the premium markup. And you can count on free shipping, free samples, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee so you can rest easy. That's why we've recommended Blinds.com for over 10 years. Shop Blinds.com right now and get up to 45% off. That's Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Ken Coleman, Ramsey personality, is my co-host. Sherry is with us. Sherry is in Chicago. Hi, Sherry. How are you? All right. How are you? Thank you for taking my call. Sure. Is it Shari or Sherry? Sherry. Sherry. Okay. How can we help? All right. So I I am thinking about changing career. Um, I think this will be my third, uh, maybe second uh, career change. Um, and I'm just kind of like a little bit freaking out because this is more of a, a change where I'm not getting a paycheck, paycheck every other week, that kind of a deal. So I'm currently am working as a procurement in, in that in the industry, and um, I'm thinking about going into like being in the real estate, like more real estate agent. Why? And the market. Why? Um, one of the thing is, is like I, I want to be my own boss. I want to go into you know you know make my own hours. You know, if I put m- that much effort into it, then that's what I'm going to get. I just don't want to be you know chasing after the carrot. You know, you don't want a ceiling on your income, and you want to be yeah. in control. Most likely, yeah, definitely. That's okay. what I'm going for. What do you for. make? What do you make as a procurement professional? Um, currently, I make uh, seventy five right now. Seventy five. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Seventy five thousand. Do you have any debt? What's your other financial situation look like? Um, so I know I, I am married, and my husband actually is you know he's like a data analyst. And he makes about like hundred and twenty. Okay. And uh, we don't have any debt. Um, we actually paid all those off like years ago. We actually made, made sure. I, actually, I made sure that you know those debts were just gone. I mean, like we don't have any car payments other than a mortgage. Like we do have some credit cards here and there, but it's not that much. It's like we just pay it off every month. You know that kind of thing. Okay. Um, all right, um, so let's look, let's look at this real estate. Have you spent time with a realtor to where you know the um, ins and outs, the good, the bad, how long it took them to get going? How much of a snapshot do you have of a realistic launch into this industry? So that's the thing. So I started taking a course, and I have talked to like one or two people regarding it, and I have you know gotten some like. Goods and bads, and some people said they really loved it. Other people said they really hated it. All right, and, so hold um, on. The people who said they loved it were they successful real estate professionals? Um, yeah, they were actually successful. All right, what about the, the people, people that were, hated it? Were they successful? Uh, they, 
they were not successful. So okay. they, they totally hated it. So Did it was they a totally you, different opinion. Kind right. Of well, yeah. but there's, there's a reason I'm pressing you on this. There's a reason why that is. And you've got to understand uh, of the stuff that you heard that was, well, I loved it. Did that resonate with you? Of the stuff that uh, they said they hated it. Did that resonate with you? I mean, you have to understand, am I wired for this? A lot of people in America, in fact, Dave, uh, I, I saw some data recently. 70% of Americans want to be self-employed, but only 7% are. Now, there's a gap there for a reason. That's a massive gap. Mm. And the gap is, here's what, here's what that data tells me, Sherry, and this is why I'm pressing you for a moment. People want the freedom. The 70% want the freedom, but only 7% are willing to do what it takes to get said freedom. And many times you work harder for yourself. In fact, most people would tell you it's that work the worst for themselves. boss you'll ever have. Yeah, exactly. So I want to make sure that you have looked into this, the good, the bad, the ugly, and is it something that you deeply enjoy, or is it just an avenue towards this freedom that I want, that quite frankly we all run, want, but most people aren't willing to do what it takes to get this freedom? So let me help you a second. Mm-hmm. I grew up in the residential real estate business. Mom and daddy owned a company. I got my license when I turned 18. I sold real estate all the way through college. I sold for a couple of years after that. Residential real estate agents work by definition, when other people aren't working. So be ready to work nights and weekends or plan to not, or or don't plan to sell any houses. That's right. (laughs) Yeah. No, that part I understand completely. Okay. And And be be ready and, and and know that you're going to work really, really hard and spend a lot of time on the first few deals. And a lot of them are going to blow up because you don't know what you're doing yet. You don't put them together. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it's going to be really freaking frustrating. The first six months is hell. It's boot camp. If you can get through the first six months and do two or three transactions, you might make it in the second six months, but you're going to be working 60 to 80 hours a week to get this up off, to get this airplane off the ground. Right. This is not for the faint. I, I want to ride around and show houses three hours a week and make a hundred thousand dollars a year. Bull crap. This doesn't happen. Yep. I mean, this is the only industry that people put glamour shots on their business cards. And, and, and 90% of the people leave the business when the market slows down like this. So it is a great time to get into the real estate business because you don't have a lot of competition right now. It's also a hard time to get in the business because there's not a lot of property moving right now. The turnover is not nearly like it was a few years ago. It's harder to sell a house and there's not as many houses for sale. And so... Uh, both are both are happening when the economy slows down in Bidenomics, and so that's what you're sitting in the middle of. By this time next year, it might be different. I hope it is. For God's sakes, I hope it is. But, um, but in the meantime, you've got a real harsh environment you are walking into. Um, and can it be done? Sure, it can be done. I made a living in 1983. Interest rates were 17 percent, and I sold houses. I don't know how in the crap that happened. But I was just too dumb to not to stop, wow. and so I sold houses. But I worked like a maniac, and I was only twenty three years old, so I was dumber than a rock. But you can do it. <laughs> I, I'm not going to tell you to not do it. I'm just telling you it's a lot of hours, a lot of frustration, a lot of drama, because mm-hmm. people are mean when they're moving. Yeah, there's one thing that I heard, no, Sherry. I, I want you to. I'm going to give it back to you because I know you got a question. But one thing I heard in your voice was you said. And what you said, you said, I want to be able to put the effort in and control. It's going to take you a while to build a pipeline and a reputation up to where you can, you can downshift and control it like that. Do you, do you understand what we're saying on that? 
No, I completely understand what you're saying. It's just that um, I, right now I'm at a point in my life. I mean, like I still have 20 more years that, before I could actually retire. And I actually went through like hell going through the cancer survival. You know, oh, that, wow. you know, it took me, it took me two and a half years just to recover from it. And it's still like, I'm having some side effects that I still have to recover from. Oh, I'm sorry. And yeah, me too. But it's not, the things are looking good and you know, I want I you can know, be just, you can beat before, that like, you can be you can win the real estate game. Yeah, okay? before before it's doable. I was so afraid to just like you know do like be my own you know go through my own business you know like do something on my own. But like you know after having a face to face conversation with Beth, it kind of changes the perspective a yeah. little bit. You know yeah. what I mean? So yeah. Well, practically speaking, so can you financially do it if it takes you six years to get on six your, months. six months? Excuse me, six months to get on God your feet. Help. I know, scared her to death. Uh, can you guys do that financially? Live on your husband's yes, income I for mean, six months because you got seventy five thousand yeah, I mean, going away. I got seventy five thousand going away. However, we do have about fifty thousand dollars in our couches. I don't want you burning it. Yeah. yeah, you need to live on his income. I'm not burning it. Can you I, live on I his can income? Live on his income. I okay. could live on his income. Then live on his income and go do it. Perfect. But but just go in knowing this is going to be hard. Yep. And I I, I am not expecting this to be easy okay. by right. any means. The rule like, the rules of business when I'm talking to entree leaders yeah. when I'm talking to entree leaders I, I mean, that are talking about starting their own business, it takes twice as long as you think it's going to. It costs okay. twice as much as you think it's going to, and you're not the exception. Those are the three rules. Okay. Yeah, you, and then another thing that like, I just heard that you know, like you know, right now that you know, there's a lot of people in real going into real estate agent, you know, be, being an agent and whatnot. And it's a great time to get in because everybody uh, else is getting out. And I've got an edge okay. for you, uh, Dave. And I are really good friends with Brian Buffini, Buffini and Company. He's one of the top. He is the top coaching company in yes. the world for real estate professionals. Yeah. I would highly recommend you connect with Brian Buffini, Buffini and Company, and use them as your coaches to get you going because they yeah, I would agree. walk you through all this. Yeah, they Brian, know what it's like. Brian's a great guy. And hey, Ken's not kidding. He's the top company. It's the largest coaching company. They coach more than anyone else, and they do the best job, in our opinion. They're really incredible. So be sure and check him out. Hey, I think you can do it, Sherry. Yeah. I'm just warning you that this is not a uh, this is not Skittles, rainbows, and a uh, you know a, a yellow brick road. There's flying monkeys out there. Be ready. This is the Ramsey Show. I've recommended Simply Safe Home Security for years, and over that time, they've just gotten better and better while remaining an amazing value. Their monitoring costs less than a dollar a day. Plus, unlike traditional home security providers, Simply Safe has no contract and no hidden fees. So don't wait to protect your home. Visit simplysafedirect.com right now and get a special 20% off. Simplysafedirect.com. There is no safe like Simply Safe. Ken Coleman Ramsey personality is my co-host today. Open phones at 888825 Five two two five in the lobby of Ramsey Solutions on the debt-free stage. Eric and Alyssa are with us. Hey guys, how are you? Doing great. Doing great. Good. How cool. are you? Welcome. Where do you live? Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Oh, that's yeah. fun. Well, welcome to Nashville. How much debt have you two paid off? One hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars. All right. How long did that take? Uh, about four years. Good for you. And your range of income during that time? Started at ninety thousand, all the way up to one hundred and fifty thousand. Cool. What do y'all do for a living? I'm in sales. I'm in marketing. Very good. How long you two been married? 
Uh, about two years. Oh, so you started on this before you got married. Yes. Very good. And completion after marriage. I like it. What kind of debt's the 125? Student loans is most of it. And then cars, uh, credit cards. That's pretty much it. Okay. Who had the most? Me. <laughs> <laughs> you kind of owned that the way you brought it up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Was it all you? No. no okay. No. All right. Good. I'm feeling better now. <laughs> all right. So 125000 of normal. Yeah. yeah. And then you two meet and start working towards getting out of debt, then get married two years ago and complete. Tell us the story. How'd you get connected to Ramsey and how'd you decide as a young couple you were going to do this? Yeah, we were living kind of like just going along and uh it just it felt like we were we had adult responsibilities but we were still living in a lot of ways like children uh who didn't like the word no and that was really stressful so uh i actually listened to entree leadership first and then um i I listened to that for a while and then i was like i'm gonna check out ramsey show see what it's all about and then um it just felt like what we were missing uh, Mm. the, the discipline that we were missing um and later that night i uh, had him listen to it and I was worried that he was gonna think it was like too extreme or um, but he was right on board right away and from that point we were game on uh, we cash flowed our wedding uh, one of our dogs needed like a five thousand dollar surgery we were able to cash flow that washer and dryer it's like different things came up along the way but um, like you say Dave it, it turned it into um, an inconvenience rather than an emergency and mm. uh, so it was wonderful. A great, yeah. a great uh, way to start our marriage as well. Yeah. Way to go! So, Eric, she says, uh, "This weird guy on the thing here. I want you to listen to this. You had to roll your eyes a little." I mean, at first I did, but honestly, what we were doing wasn't working. I mean, we started the journey separately, and mm-hmm. you know, when we were dating, even I was I was down to my last twenty dollars sometimes, and I was like, "Oh, we should go on a date." And I was like, "Well, I better get my credit card out and pay for that." And once she brought it to me, I was like, okay, this makes sense. You know, I'm no more at- dates. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> See what you did. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's fun. So now what was the last thing you paid off? Student loan? Student loan. The yep. big one. You yes. gave old Sally May her eviction notice. Yep. Oh yeah. Yeah, pretty cool. So I, this is, seems particularly relevant right now. Why didn't you guys just wait to see if Uncle Joe and his proposal was going to come through? Why'd you keep attacking it? We, we thought about it and we're, <laughs> for a minute, but ultimately we were like, you know, we've already got this momentum. We're already going at it hard. Let's just do it. There's nothing's gaining interest right now. It's the best time to be doing it. And I, I can tell just because I have friends who didn't and, you know, they're kicking themselves now. Yes, sir. So, wow. Yeah. yeah, the old interest and the payments have kicked back in and they kick some people in the teeth in the mm-hmm. process. It's tough out there for some folks right mm-hmm. now. Oh, yeah. I'm so glad y'all are free. Way Sorry, to go. Sorry. Way to go. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, what do you tell people the key to getting out of debt is? I'd say for me personally, it was having that strong reason why. Um, what was your why? Mine was growing up, you know, my parents grew up middle class, uh, but that meant having HELOCs, taking out, you know, credit cards and everything. And I can remember watching my dad at the kitchen table talking to credit card you know, holders and everything. And, you know, I'm going to pay that next week. I'm going to, you know, get to that this week or telling us not to answer the phone because, you know, he, he knew who was calling. And I knew I didn't want to put that stress on us. I mean, they gave us everything that they could for us kids growing up, but I knew I wanted to be able to honor them by, by not doing that and being able to build an even more 
bigger life for the, our wow. kids. Hmm. You know, that's something that's interesting. That with the culture doing away with the home phone, uh, the family phone in the family living room, family kitchen, there's no longer there. Uh, the kids don't get to hear the collector calls. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. It's a lot easier to head outside or into yeah, the garage. It's never, it's never a thing. I mean, you just look down and block that one. You know, wow. it's like I, it, when it was ringing off the hook at home, the kids were like, "I got it, Dad." You know, <laughs> don't answer it. Yeah, yeah wow. that, that's a. That, I hadn't thought of that in a long time. That's an interesting change, though, in the way we do technology in our lives. So, um, Alyssa, Alyssa, what about you? What do you say the key to getting out of debt is? I think uh, it was the budget, the discipline, learning that no is a complete sentence. Um, <laughs> we don't have to um, keep up with what everybody else is doing. We can do our own thing um, and be on our own path towards our future. While you were doing this for four years, $125,000, what was the biggest money fight? Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll take this one. <laughs> uh, so for my job, I'm on the road a lot. You know, I drive every day. And during those drives, I'd like to stop at a gas station, grab, you know, a coffee or, you know, pack of beef jerky or something. But that wasn't in the budget. So anytime that would hit the budget and we didn't talk about it, it we'd see that in the every dollar pop up. And it wasn't a beef jerky category. There was not. Uh-oh. Not even a dime. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> Feels like that still has a little pain That's attached kind of, to it. A, I saw yeah, that. Right? There was a little, yeah. there was a little ouch, yeah. little scar there, a little yeah. scarring. It still happens. <laughs> <laughs> Does he have a beef jerky budget now? I do now. He should have okay, now. Good. Yeah, he right. should have a beef jerky and coffee. Yeah, you gotta have that. That's gas station food, man. You gotta do it. Yep. Yeah, that's good. I like that. So yeah, so you can you came home to the walk of shame said it was a beef jerky day and she's like i know i've already seen it mm-hmm. she yeah, knew yeah. fridays was usually that day so uh, uh, by then you made it all week and then your willpower <laughs> power dies on friday yep yeah, I, I know the feeling i know this guy okay way to go man that's awesome good 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 uh realism i appreciate that you're a hundred percent free you're how old 33 29 wow how's it feel the best feeling ever i can't explain it sometimes yeah y'all can do anything now Mm -hmm. if you can attack this monster kill this dragon you can kill anything Mm -hmm. i'm so proud of you way to go very well done well done guys who was your biggest encouragement outside of the two of you yeah we had uh our friends they were they thought we were crazy but once we told them that we couldn't spend money on things only free activities they were supportive come over for game night movie night um yeah, uh, and they were always happy to just come hang at our house or invite us over to their house. Will you keep doing that now? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's fun. It's better community than yeah. the other stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. Much more personal. Than some loud bar where you can't hear each other talk. Right. right. It really is. Mm-hmm. It's, it's act, you can have an actual conversation with an actual friend. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had friends over Friday night for dinner, and it's an old-fashioned thing to have people to your house for dinner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It really is. It's, 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 a, gone, it's a lost art. I mean, it's really, really well. But you all brought it back. I'm proud of you. Yep. Hey, we've got the uh, Live and Give box for you, the Baby Steps Millionaire's book. That's your next step in the process. You'll be there soon. The uh, Total Money Makeover book to give away and get someone started, and a Financial Peace University membership to either go through or give away as well. It's your Live and Give box. Our way of saying thanks for coming to Nashville to do your debt-free scream all the way from Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Eric and Alyssa, they're heroes. They did it. They took control of their lives while everyone else stands around and watches way to go you two 125,000 paid off in four years making 90 to 150 count it down let's hear a debt-free scream
Three, two, one. We're debt free! I love it! Well done. Man, absolutely amazing. Good, good work. This is the Ramsey Show. Our scripture of the day, Psalm 32, 8. I will guide you along the best pathway for your life. I will advise and watch over you. John Rockefeller said, if you want to succeed, you should strike out on new paths rather than travel the worn paths of accepted success. Yeah, it's interesting, Ken, the uh, difference between the wisdom of studying other people and finding what we in business call best practices um, versus just carving your own path and making your own way. Um, Sometimes doing an old thing a new way is a good is a good idea. Yeah. Well, you know, it's really the heart of entrepreneurship. They, they, the problems aren't necessarily new, but the solutions to these problems are new. And that's how we see the entrepreneurial spirit, the innovation. These are, by definition, cutting their own path to find a new way to solve a problem or create a new solution, a new desire for people. And that's the, that's the name of the game right there. Yeah. It really is. The one that always just uh, enthralls me, and I always just think it's so interesting taking something that is so standardized and finding a new, a different take on it. In the 1920s, there was not any uh, Freon. There was no refrigeration. You had a box in your house that was insulated and the wagon, or maybe a motorized vehicle, but likely a wagon, delivered a large block of ice mm-hmm. with tongs. And they set the block of ice in the box for you to keep your milk, your eggs, your meat cool. It was called an ice box. That's why some people still call their refrigerator an ice box because their great-grandmother right. did that, yeah. right? Um, then along comes refrigeration. General Motors invented, uh, found the chemists found Freon and invented what we now call air conditioning and refrigeration. And uh, the Frigidaire was a division of General Motors. It was born, and they started making refrigerated uh, boxes that go in houses called uh, we called them fridges or refrigerators <laughs> or frigidaires. First brand that got brand penetration was frigidaires. So one of the ice houses that used to deliver ice in North Dallas was called uh, was owned by a guy nicknamed John, his name was Johnny. And they nicknamed him Uncle Johnny. It was Uncle Johnny's place, and he had this huge ice house. And he had figured out that if he would store in the ice house, it was at a central location in North Dallas, a, um, if he would store some meat uh-huh. and some eggs, that people would come by in the mornings on their way to work or in the evenings after work and pick them up, and he, ca- he used the ice house to store it, and he had a little store going there on the side. Well, ice houses, of course, went out of vogue because there was no more ice boxes because refrigerators put them out of business, Right. But Uncle Johnny kept selling more and more stuff out of his ice house, and he ended up chopping up the ice and would bag it for picnics. And uh, he named his little store after the hours he was open from 7 to 11. Oh, man. There it is. That's beautiful. Isn't that a great story? It's a great story. That, that's entrepreneur. But that, that, yeah. it's bur- it was born out of a business that went out of business right? because of technology. Yeah. 
And so ice is now no longer delivered to houses, has to be chopped up and put in a bag. And, uh, but by the way, we've been selling some eggs and some bread here. I love that. And now we sell lotto tickets, but (laughs) yeah. And, and to bring it full circle on the ice, the greatest thing 7-Eleven has ever sold and ever will sell is the Slurpee. The Slurpee. The flavored ice drink. So uncle John, that's great. You really had me there. I felt like this was so the old Paul days. Paul Harvey, the rest you, of the you story. You really did do a Paul Harvey right it's the there. The rest of the story. That's great. Yeah. That's By the a, way, if you're a young that's person, a market, it's a market disruption. Yeah. And we have all this technology that is market disrupting everything. The internet has wow. disrupted almost every industry in one way or another. Um, the grocery business is now interrupted. Right. That's um, right. You know, uh, we we've got. Uh, the an amazing number of people that work here in the office that don't go to grocery stores anymore including one of my daughters which will not which shall go unnamed her name sounds like rachel yeah and starts um, with a rachel Rachel, that's how it sounds she doesn't go to the grocery store no she has that um automatic delivery crap and so she's um why this is she's truly a a a true millennial i did not know this this will lead to some great harassment oh uh, yeah next time i see her well that's good that's because we know she's trying to cause i want rachel harassment is always good. very interesting once it all delivered yeah ben is in anchorage alaska hi ben how are you hey ben Um, how's it going better than i deserve what's up um hey i was calling um my wife and i were basically at um baby step four i guess uh looking to so you're saving 15 um, percent into retirement yep we uh went through you know our budget and we have about 17 percent left over after you know home repair funds and car funds and all that stuff uh, but we're debt free um and uh, so we're just saving up those things for replacements and whatnot um and then uh trying to decide what to do with that seven percent um I've, obviously we'd like to invest for retirement but we would also like to start a business and um what, like what kind of a business do you for. want to start uh she's a baker um she's been a baker her whole life and um is looking but she's always worked for someone else and so she's looking to um kind of get out on her own and and um what would she bake uh, uh we're actually going to start uh with pizzas um, pizzas is okay. kind of the magnet and then the and then uh, artisan bread. Um, you know, her. You mean her, pizza crust? Uh, well, we'd be selling pizza. Oh, so you're going um, to the pizza restaurant then, business? Yeah, and then and then from there, the the big. She really wants to sell baked goods and bread, like artisan sourdough bread. Um, but the pizza would be kind of the. Um, Are you going to prepare it like at a restaurant, or is it going to be cold, uh, cold and I heat it up when I get home? Uh, at we're gonna we're looking to start a food truck, ultimately. A food truck, um, okay. Yep. But, expensive, yeah, like expensive way to start. Truck. That's very expensive. Yeah, so we're not. We don't have enough money to start that way. So yeah. we're we're going to start um, with a small trailer that I'm going to make with uh, two tiny ovens on it. Okay. Um, what does that cost? Yeah. That is probably going to cost around ten grand. Okay. And what do you make? Um, what do I make? What's the household income? Uh, uh, the household income is around uh, one fifteen. Great. Um, Save up ten grand, build the trailer, and start the bakery and the trailer on the side as a side hustle. Yeah, um, but ultimately we would like to have up to that um, uh, that larger food truck. Um, so we, we'd like to save for that. And we would do well. Guess what? The trailer, the trailer with two ovens, will pay for the food truck mm-hmm. if you work your butt off. That's our goal. Yeah, um, that's a side hustle. That's extra income above one fifteen. 
Right. Um, I guess. Uh, Why do I not believe you? Well, my the, the question I was going to ask was my my company pays ten uh, percent towards retirement uh, of my gross income per year, um, uh, without me having to do anything. And so, I, what I would like to do is put an additional five percent towards that to get fifteen, and then that that's that's 10%. not the fifteen we're talking about. The fifteen we're talking about comes out of your income. And if they match you, the I matching the matching is gravy on a business on a biscuit. You can do both. Okay. Save up ten grand no, and go build a pizza trailer. A pizza trailer will self fund itself. You don't have to not yeah. invest for retirement to get a food truck. The pizza trailer, the two oven trailer, will buy the food truck. But it may take two years. Hey, I didn't start yeah. this thing with six studios and two thousand miles of wire and eighteen thousand computers or whatever it is I got in this stupid building. Uh, I started I started this radio show and a radio station that someone else owned and they let me use it to do my radio show. And I went and made money. And after I made money I bought my first little computer and two microphones and we finally got our own little studio and it was pitiful. It was the pizza trailer. (laughs) <laughs> yeah which is what we're going for i just and uh, then and, but, but now dude I'm, I'm sitting in the freaking taj mahal over here of studios mm-hmm. but i didn't start okay. there it was 20 years ago right, right. you'll get there you'll get there yeah you got to focus on proving the business first everybody wants to accelerate i heard the word accelerate and scale you don't have to, you don't but, have to you don't have to choose between retirement yeah. and business success and by the way dave okay. the acceleration takes care of itself to your, you know what I mean? It's if the like, pizza's good. If the pizza's good, the bread's good. You can't keep people away from good pizza. They yeah. just attracted like flies, man. For that matter, artisan bread, too. My mouth's watering right now. I need to stop <laughs> and get a sandwich. <laughs> get him some sourdough bread, James. Quick. Please, can we get him a loaf? Quick, get me a, give me a loaf in here right now. <laughs> that puts us out of the Ramsey Show in the books. We'll be back with you before you know it. In the meantime, remember, there's ultimately only one way to financial peace, and that's to walk daily with the Prince of Peace. Christ Jesus.